Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by Vance. Hi, Vance. Hello. By Todd. Hi, Todd. I'm here. And we have Ranger. Hi, Ranger. And like normal, he doesn't talk. He has a mouthful of Raptor <laughs> right now. So, all right. This show is brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. FattyZMuskie.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm curious. Every time I mention the YouTube channel, I I have some people that start to subscribe, but I haven't like put up a YouTube video in a long time. But it's interesting to, to follow those trends. So we're on YouTube as well. So, uh, you know, show season just around the corner, but before that is Christmas. You know, it's really a really great Christmas gift. You know, anyone in the family would love to have a whole boat set up of rod holders. So For sure. For sure. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want that? And I'm getting a whole bunch more down east coming in. They were shipped today. I got the tracking number, so they're coming out of Maine. I'm getting a big, giant sleigh full of them. Nice. So we're going to get that all set up because do you know it's in early January? Anybody? The Ohio show. That's right. And, and then in February, we're going to be doing something a little bit new. We're going to, and I might mess up the name. I don't know if it's the Ohio Fishing Show or the Columbus Fishing Show. I think it's the Columbus. I haven't done a lot of research, but we are going to be at the Muskie's Inc. booth. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Muskie's Inc. here shortly, but... We're going to be going down there, and it's supposed to be a really big show. So we're going to see how that goes. So that's going to be our January and February. Now, our March. Do you know where we're going to be marching to in March? We will be marching to South Point. That's by Pittsburgh, right? <laughs> yeah, by Pittsburgh. Perfect. Yeah. South, South Point. Point. I, I have the Penguins used to practice there. That's that's the building. That's I have it. Uh, yeah. South Point. I mean, to me, it's south of me, but is it south of Pittsburgh? It is south of Pittsburgh, yeah. Okay. So my yeah, drive is going to be a little longer. Mm-hmm. Vance, how much longer my drive going to be compared to where we were at in previous years? Well, you obey the speed limit at least another hour. Holy smokes. Yeah, probably an hour, hour past Cranberry, yeah. Well? And, well, last year we went to the airport area i don't remember where that how far that I'd, was, I, I'd say if you left from around here you know like edinburgh area you're looking at like 215 230 something like mm-hmm. that okay put it in andy driving like at the speed limit i yeah yeah two 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 and a half then for, for sure okay from the edinburgh area it's supposed to be a much bigger venue you know bigger room and uh I know they got a lot more, lot, lot more people coming. Uh, Am I mistaken? And I could be, I sh- maybe shouldn't be speaking it uh, off these terms, but what the heck? Sometimes you got to go for it, you know. Um, did I hear that Vix might be a vendor down there? That's what they're on board. Vix is going to be our friend at Muddy Creek Tackle is going to be there. Hey, uh, where where we where we do the the we supply the track a lot of times at, at the shows and that's where we're getting, that's where we've been getting it from Muddy Creek tackle. He's got a nice line of all the great lakes type fishing. So, uh, yeah, yeah he's going to be there. They've added a lot of, they're, they're adding good many. So it's, it's, it's going to be fun. It's shaping I love that up. Show. It is shaping mm-hmm. up. I mean, that's, that's your hometown. That's your stomping grounds fans. Mm-hmm. 
So and it ha- happens to be, uh, you know, we always talk about how it's a small show with heavy hitters, but with the new vet venue and stuff, and how many more people they're getting, and it's, I mean, it's a premiere show. It's up there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we talk we talk about Chicago and all that Midwest stuff, but the Muskie Max is super legit. It is, and we're there usually the first booth, so that's. That's a plus for anybody coming. Yeah, and we're going to be... Um, I'm not sure if we're going to be front and center this year or not, but, you know, we're going to... Yeah. You know, that we we might be, you know... They're going to put us in a spot, from my understanding, is going to be by VIX with the boats. We're going to have boats right there. We can discuss rod holders. You know, we can discuss some rangers. You know, it'd be neat if we're by Muddy Creek. We can... You know, showcase yeah. some of their stuff. One stop shop. That's right. You know, we'll own the corner. You really want? <laughs> you can buy a boat, set it up with tracks, casting baits on the market, and best rod holders, and then you can get the track for it to go in and all. You know, that would be once. you buy the boat Swing. that's there. You get the track that's right next to it, and we'll fill it with rod holders and baits. How's that sound? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be ready to roll. Yeah. There's a lot of rod, rod holders out there, man. Oh, that's uh, confusing. I, like, like I, I've been, I've been, I've been uh, watching the, uh, you know, looking at Facebook, mm-hmm. and uh, man, I just said there's pictures all, all through, through there. People, well, of course, I don't know who they are, but like, oh, I say Z holders on that boat. That's one thing I look for when I see pictures of, yeah. of fish. Is I'm looking at what bait and what rod holders. A lot of AZs out there. Anybody who is anybody, I know that. A yeah. lot of notable <laughs> names. Mm-hmm. Now, it, I can't it, stand it, what watching those videos and see. seeing the plastic. The big plastic. pet peeve of mine because I know about how bad it was for me when I first started trolling. And I would hold rod holders, rods, and all at once because they were blowing up on me. Yeah. It does. It does get you a little bit when there when there's a uh, when it's a, an informative video, you know, like yeah. this is this is how you do it, and you go like this, and they're sitting it in a twenty dollar <laughs> rod holder that's just bolted to the side of the boat. And I'm like, yeah, there's a little bit. You can get a lot more efficient. You can get a lot more efficient than that, but it works. Works. Oh, it, it works. I mean, I works. for a while. <laughs> you know, we, a little we, bit. We were doing those those videos. Actually, we when I say we, it was Vance and Todd doing those videos. Generally, at the worst times, like tornadoes touching down, you know, just in the middle of the night or locusts, <clears throat> you know, just <clears throat> teaming the boats. But uh, you know, I guess some people just don't realize that you, you can have a rod holder and it literally just holds the rod and and. You know, you, you just do whatever. But how much more you can do with trolling if you can move mm-hmm. the rods effortlessly and very fast. And yeah. and it's, you know, it'd be just like saying, well, yeah, I mean, you cast out and reel in. That's just like the the white bread of trolling. Yeah. Like, yeah, you put it in the rod yeah. holder. Well, yeah, yep. you can reel it in. You can change directions. You can change speed. You can do something crazy with the rod tip, all that stuff. And so, you know, and we are doing some self promotion here, but I mean, how many people with with the hundreds and hundreds of 
that are out there. Uh, very, very, very few complaints. And uh, more, I mean, so many times, I mean, I, I we hear it all the time from guys like, man, I don't know how I was doing this before this. Mm-hmm. Especially just, with the weeds, you know, when, when we're fighting through the weeds on Chautauqua, all the floating debris, you know, and uh, I, I hear it all the time. You know, guys are like, I used to almost fall out of the boat to get in that downrod position. Now I just put it out, tip it down, it's in. It's safer, mm-hmm. easier. Uh, people say it all the time, man. It's like, I can't believe I was, I didn't have these for this long, <laughs> but it's yeah, awesome. I just, I just, you know, but before we belabor this too much, I just got a really nice yeah. text tonight and maybe an hour ago, you know, same, same thing, you know, just yeah. very, very pleased with, with the product and the customer service. So with that being awesome. said, um, yeah. I have no problem handing out free advice. So hit me up. Find me on one of those outlets, and I can discuss rod holders with you. Even if it's brand XYZ and it's not AZ, I'm okay with it. I will give you solid advice. So, and then the baits. Check out the baits on the website. You can also get musky tackle online for standard colors. Team Rhino Outdoor for exclusive colors on our very popular Raptor line of baits. All right. That is the AZ plug, unless you guys want to add something else. All right. Somebody else adds something else at this point. Real quick, we'll do Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Vance is, we're, we're, we're texting back and forth, booking trips every day for next season already. This is a lot quicker than we usually get started, but, you know, we're already down to there's only a couple Fridays left in, like, June, if that's what you need. So I guess if you're ready to roll, you got some dates in mind. Do you want to pick those moon phases or something? Get a hold of us. We're we're ready. We're putting them down. We're going to do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish. Perfect. Lovely. Vic Sports Center in uh, Marine in Kent, Ohio. Check them out. Uh, they sell a plethora of boats. It's winterization time for boats, unfortunately. Um, check them out. They got Starcrafts, Star Welds, and the Ranger boats that Todd and I fished out of this season. Also, a big shout out to Ranger for sponsoring the show. Um, can't wait to fish out of them next year too. So, Saint Croix rods, best rods on earth. Um, gosh, who doesn't know Saint Croix? I mean, they're in almost every single musky hunter that I can re- remember. They're they're popular all over. Mostly made in the USA. You know, great warranties, great people. And I love mine. Do you guys love yours? Absolutely. Absolutely. Vance likes to uh, put his in the water. He likes to step yes, on them. I like them. to lose them, break them. I, I, was unloading, them. I was unloading the boat here, and I was like, man, where's it going through all this stuff? And I was like, I can't find these rods. I don't know where all of my rods are. I yeah, remember, I know says, where they are. Vance has them. <laughs> I have them. I have them. <laughs> I have them tucked away, right? Okay. You know, your your two rods that are... That, that have hooks. concrete shoes on? <laughs> <laughs> Swimming they're with fine, the fishes? They're not, they're not broken. They're not lost. <laughs> they are separated and in, in, uh, <laughs> very yeah. far away from the other ones that I like to break so often. So <laughs> you, they're safe. You did get those two-piece awesome. premieres, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Split, split. Yeah, they. Odd that they put the uh, split just eighteen inches from the tip. But hey, it fits in a rod over that way, right? <laughs> well, see, that's their convertible series because yeah. it, it's you can take that tip and go ice fishing with it. Yes, it's a jerk bait rod. It's a nine foot trolling pole. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And then it's or, also or an extra heavy it's, seven six. It's, it's a jigging, a little jigging ice rod too. <laughs> mm-hmm. God. Uh, we're good. Good deal. How uh, about what's that? How about Muskie's Inc.? I think Muskie's we Inc. We haven't is talked great. about Muskie's Inc. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna be down, we're gonna be in Columbus there. Uh, I don't even know what the dates are. But in February, we're gonna be down there. They're gonna have a booth. And we're gonna be set up there too, along with the booth, being able to talk fat AG stuff, talk guiding, and also talk Muskie's Inc. But great stuff. Uh, Fishing around here in Pennsylvania, I mean, man, you know, our, our, our club tournaments, guys are catching a lot more fish, you know, and a lot of that's having to do with the stuff that uh, that's going on with our Muskies Inc. Club here locally, keeping some of these fish, feeding the bait fish. I think I saw our club raised because, you know, we'll, we'll be getting ready to do next year's thing. I think they came up with, you know, with the Becker Fund, they come up with close to $4,000 that they that uh, they were able to give to the fish commission to buy some more bait to keep them a little longer. You know, that that's all stemmed from our clubs. So, uh, there's clubs out there. Almost every state that has muskies has clubs, uh, a club or clubs, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff can be had. I know our Christmas party's coming up for three rivers chapter. And not long after that'll be the spring banquet when the guys get the awards and they always have a lot of nice giveaways. Uh, a lot of good muskie talk with the, all the guys in your area. So, you know, check out, check out your local club, get involved and, uh, make a difference. Yeah. And here's something, I don't know if Muskie's Inc has a direct impact on this, but I found out about this through the three rivers, Muskie's Inc Facebook page. Did did you Vance or Todd see this? I didn't know. I'm not sure. Is it the, uh, 2019, the tag, the tag, or you could buy, Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. And you know, that was, I, I saw that through the Muskie's Inc page. It came up on my timeline mm-hmm. and it's, it's a voluntary and I wish I could remember the word off the top of my head right now, but it's a, yeah, it's uh more or less. And I, I'm not sure if Muskie's Inc has a hand in it, but Muskie's Inc in this case is at least spreading the word. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of questions about this because it's not just for Muskie's, but it's also trout and I want to think that there's some other stuff in there, but you know, whatever. There, I'm, I'm worried about quite the a big list. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. There was quite a big list of things you could donate money to that. Uh, it was going to go into those specific fisheries is the way it sounds, you know, and that, of course the questions are arising, you know, but uh, and we'll I, find out more about that. Right. And I don't want voluntary permits. That's what they're that's, calling it. A voluntary mm-hmm. permit. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess, you know, we, we could probably go two or three shows going diving deep into what can be done to improve the fisheries. And, you know, just mm-hmm. like with the local by, by state, when I say local, I mean state, what are they doing? And, you know, we've noticed great changes here in Pennsylvania from stocking it, a little bit of fish in every waters to, you know, holding the fish over, putting in less fish. And, you know, we've, we've talked about this. Yeah. So you're putting in bigger fish, but you're putting in less of them and you're yielding better results this is this is interesting to me and i have you know i think we should spend at least a little bit of time talking about this mm-hmm. is uh 
you know, I want to think it's something like 12 bucks, you know, give or take a dollar for a year, you know, or you could do, you know, three years, 10 years, whatever. Um, that I'm going to be interested to see how that program goes over because when I buy my fishing license, I'll probably donate. Why not? If they have it there, it would be neat if there was some kind of, and I guess I don't need it, but like some kind of token of it, like here's a, you know, whatever, uh, a a plastic musky tag or a pin of some sort, you know, one year, you know, whatever. I know that that costs money at that, but you know, if you're calling it a permit or something like that, I think it'd be kind of a neat in 50 years from now. You're like, Hey, look at this 2019. I, I, you know, 19 through whatever, till I quit buying fishing licenses that look how yeah. many years in a row that I, I contributed to this permit or something like that. Um, we will, we will, I will, I'll take it upon myself. I know some guys in the fish commission. I will get some more information on that. And, uh, something we'll talk about at a later date here when I get a chance to talk to some guys and figure out the, the, the real meat of it, you know? Right. And, you know, I, I can see some of the criticisms right up front because I know that some of these state agencies are having, uh, financial difficulties with some, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to get into it. I don't know the the details, but it's, it's like retirement packages and stuff like that. That's, that's putting stress on the, on the budgets. I don't know the details. I'm not, we're not tackling that. So, but this is a, this is something neat, but you know, on the flip side, you know, I don't want to say that this is the best thing ever. There are some concerns. It's voluntary. Now, is it going to be mandatory mm-hmm. in a couple years? Even if it was, I don't think that's a bad thing, but no. you know, I, I do see people every year and complain about why should I need this you know, I'm going to pick on trout right now. Why do I need a trout stamp to go fishing for muskies in a trout trout stream? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure that that happens. They're like, so, you know, there's there's those things. It's not a perfect system. No. But I think that that's, you know, if, if money's getting tight, and really I only fish for two kinds of fish in Pennsylvania, walleye in Lake yeah. Erie and muskies. So... Mm-hmm. I still buy my trout stamp. I get my Lake Erie stamp. You know, you never know. You might catch a big salmon or a trout out in Lake Erie, you know, whatever, and you want to keep it, you know, whatever. But, you know, if you're divvying up your your license dollars, some of that license dollars that I'm buying my license with is, I'm going to probably say the majority of it's going to feed trout for the first day of trout. Well, this is a way that I say, well, no, these $12 or whatever it is, is going to go to putting better minnows for those muskies, you know, doing the holding tanks, doing all the, you know, whatever maintenance. I mean, you could have yep. one pump fail and I'm, I'm assuming you have one bad pump. You could wipe out a whole tank of muskies. Mm-hmm. You get, you know, some disease outbreak or something. So, you know, it might not be to where you bought your muskie that year, but it, it would at least make you feel good if there's a lot of transparency there. So I'm, we're definitely going to keep an eye on that, but that's, you know, that's tied into Muskie's Inc. right there because they're the ones spreading the word. I would have never known about it, you know, yeah. otherwise. So I think that's neat. Interesting stuff. Yeah. So, all right. I think that that's, that wraps up our plug. Do you guys want to do, and if you had to choose, or do you want to just get right into the meat of this show? Yeah, we could. Okay. 
Todd, you agree? Either way. Either way. All right, we're going to do one, and I'm going to catch okay. Vance completely off guard. I thought about this one. I think Todd knows it. I talked to him yesterday about it. Okay, we're going to do superpowers again, all right? So mm-hmm. if you had to choose a superpower, and it's going to be, and this I didn't work out all the perfect details, but we're just going to blanket statement this. If you could only while fishing, okay, the ability to hover and fly over the lake in the act of fishing or swim in the same style that you would be flying. That, you know, you don't have to flap your arms or anything stupid like that. You're just literally up there hovering or you could be underwater, you know, uh, you know, submerged, doing whatever, looking mm. for fish, you know, catching with your hands, doing whatever, or go into, you know, go above the weeds, you know, the weed beds, finding the pockets, dropping baits down, jiggling them around, or maybe looking for bait fish from above, you know, anything. If you had to choose, would you rather be in the air or under the water fishing for muskies, superpower style? Under the water. Okay. You know, for sure. Uh, the water just seems like the great unknown to me. Uh, what's underneath? I even say that in life, like you could, we have like maps of everything that's above water. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mountains and stuff but underneath is so interesting so i'd much rather be under the water looking for contours and weeds and bait balls and seeing all the actually all seeing the what it looks like yeah. mhm hmm todd do you have a, do you have an answer yeah i'm for one time i think maybe the first time i'm going to i'm going to do opposite advance and it's because of that great unknown, you know, I don't know that I really, I think it's, I think it'd be extremely frustrating. We talk about this with the, the depth finders and the side imaging. And I mean, it's getting crazy how much detail these things are putting out. And, you know, I know there's a lot of muskies where I'm fishing. Uh, I don't know. They want to sit there and concentrate on these ones that are just laying there in the bottom, not doing anything. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, I, I, I'd, I'd like to get that aerial view, like you, like you were saying, of, oh, look there. There's a big hole up in those weeds, or the weeds didn't grow. There's a, like a football field up in the middle there that's open, you know. And sometimes they're hard to find. You know, I know our Canadian lakes, I, I have a bunch of them that I found. And most years they don't grow. There's like rocks growing. You, you know, initially you look and it's like, okay, this whole upper end is six or eight feet deep, and it's just this big, giant weed weed bed. But, you know, there's openings in there. Once you get those marked out or mapped out in your head or on your screen, you can have some great fishing days up there. But I, I, I'm, I, I'm afraid. I, I'm not. A, I don't know. That great is, is the part that keeps me fishing, I think. You know, as I've said before, when I don't like those cameras, when someone, you know, I've, I've said the, the idea of, uh, you know, the first time some guy had one of the aqua views and we were ice fishing, I'm sitting there jigging, trying to catch crappies and he puts it down a hole and he looks over, there's my bait sitting there. There's no, there's no fish around, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't like it. I was like, get the thing out of here. I'm expecting to catch one, 
you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and to, to, and, or, and vice versa to see the fish, the frustration that could arise, you know? Uh, yeah, I would take the, uh, bird's eye view. You know that I obviously had more time than both of you to think about this one. Mm-hmm. I like Vance's point. He almost convinced me to want to go under the water. But then both of you, in a positive and a negative way, <laughs> have said the great unknown. And mm-hmm. like Todd said, the great unknown is what keeps me fishing. And the great unknown is what keeps me from swimming in fresh water. Mm-hmm. Fresh water freaks me out when I get in it. But like I've, I've swam with sharks in the Bahamas and all that crap. It's like I can see him coming. Mm-hmm. There's something about freshwater that freaks me out. Like if I'm swimming in a pond or something like that and you dive under the yeah. water, it, it doesn't feel the same as salt water. And that seems pretty dumb to, to say it like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, I kind of like the, I don't know, always wanted to fly. Anyone ever fly in their dreams? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it would be a convenient way to get around. I don't know. I mean, Vance almost had me convinced because I never thought of that, like, checking out the contour stuff. I was more like just swimming to look at the fish. I'm going to probably say that I'm, it's still it's still going to be edged out by flying because then I can get up there and I'm not dealing with jet skis yeah. and all that stuff. But Getting bit by a turtle. Or, or Nessie. You never know what's down there. Yeah. You know, yeah. You think that you, oh, look at this good log, and I hear it's some, you know, person's foot or something like that that wrapped up in a carpet. Well, there's six-foot muskies down there, you know. <laughs> yes, there is. They could bite you. 72. I all the time. I mean, they're under all the docks. I mean, just talk to the yeah. people. and As wide as boats. Yeah, classic head on diving the, story. Head on one side, tail on the other. And those, those are very, Vance hit it perfect, the classic diving story. People. Yeah. Fixing, you know, inspecting Kinzu Dam. Everywhere. Everywhere. They're so it's the big. same story. Yes. Putting the bridge in Chautauqua was told that. I heard they were down there. Guys guys got out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. That's there, very common. There was muskies so big when they were working on those piers. And you heard every lake. <laughs> Sometimes it's catfish, you know. Yes, 150-pound whatever type of catfish yeah. it is, a bullhead. Swims by them, and they're like, I'm out of here. Yeah, and they quit. They they, they resign from their job, and they... <laughs> and then they Never just, again. Yeah, they're yes. sitting in a rocking chair, clutching onto something, sweating and shaking. Yep. <laughs> Give up their career. Done. Can't go under there again. They can't sleep because it just haunts them. Yeah. Anyways. Nice. That was a fun one. Yeah, I, you know, it doesn't always have to be serious. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you know, some of these fictitious ones, you know, I don't know. If someone thinks that we didn't do it justice, they can say, hey, let's let's add a little bit of flair to this. Let's make yeah. this not so abstract. But uh, anyways, you guys want to take, since it's officially done, the New York guiding season is done, correct? Mm-hmm. For us, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. You can still fish. The season's still in, but we're done. It is brutal just, out there I'm, right now. I'm we, loading the boat. Yeah. We we had no fall. We had extreme mm-hmm. heat September. 
we had a wet October and we have a January November. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I guess For I'll real. I'll wrap up my season real quick. So um I went bank yanking last week for about 20 minutes. In fact, I hit it. I went and voted. And on the way back, I had the rod and I stopped for 20 minutes and then I still beat Mama home. So no one knows any difference. So I consider that a win. <laughs> but uh, I, I was really... How were the conditions? The conditions were, were, were rough. Muddy, both yeah. the yeah. Uh, feeder and the main... And it was up mm-hmm. to where it was starting to flood where I stood, but I, I gave it I gave it a shot because I wanted to have something of substance to report. But other than the <laughs> fact that it's uh, rain, 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 rain does not make river yeah. fishing good, and yeah. then extreme colds like it's it's been really bitter. I mm-hmm. just I, I'm I thought I was going to get the boat out a couple times and do my river fishing. You know, there's that friendly gentleman's wager on if I would put one in the boat this year. And to be honest with you, conditions are going to say no. I might actually on the next dry day, that's, you know, maybe above 35, dump a bunch of stable in it, let it run for 10, 15 minutes in the driveway and then go tuck it in so I can get the snowblower on the tractor. That's, that's my season in a nutshell. So. Yeah. And your season, I mean, that was, well, I got to hear a lot of that this year on our charters just all the river guys. I mean, what a ter. I mean, it was just a terrible. The whole season was terrible. Uh, we take a lot of guys that that live out in the center part of the state. You know, you're, uh, you know, uh, eastern Pennsylvania and out there, we're they're fishing the Susquehanna, the big river systems. You know, and the one guy I was talking to, he's like, I usually get out about forty times a year on on the river. Now he's not just targeting muskies. He does some bass fishing and 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 muskies also. But he's like, I. He said, I think I made it 10 times this year and five of them, I should not have been on the river, you know, cause he's doing it, doing it on like a float trip in like a canoe or something, you know, but he's like, it just is never, it was never fishable, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the area that Andy's fishing, you know, I just had guys with me just the other day. One of my last charters I did, they fished that stream a lot. And he's like, we didn't catch any, we didn't even really fish because it was, unfishable every time they went to their camp you know mm-hmm. uh, so that it that made that that was definitely a rough year for, for for the river guys and it makes me appreciate having the lake being on a lake which is why i have no intention or never ever wanted to get involved with with the river uh guiding on the rivers because of that you know now let me ask this 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 could just be a really i don't even know i mean we're obviously not going to have the answer to this but by not getting on and fishing, like if you had a perfect year for water in the rivers, you'd be out there and obviously you would catch a number of fish. Mm-hmm. And everyone else that was fishing for fish and muskies included, they would be catching fish too and there'd be some fish kept. Do you think that an awful year like this could set up for a better next year? I, I would think that it could. I don't think it was very good last year either on the rivers, <laughs> uh, condition-wise. Uh, it, it probably is a little like hunting, you know. Uh, obviously, there's not everybody out there shooting all the bucks 
Correct. The first few days of rifle, there's a lot more around. And, you can, you know, there's years that it's like that. The weather's terrible. You get rainy, bad days. There's not near as many deer killed as as, as other years. And I would think, the, I mean, because the fish don't care. The fish, I often, it's unfathomable to me sometimes when you go to those rivers and you look at them flowing and logs and branches and the you know, water is just, and you're like, there's no way a fish can live through that. Remember, we saw the ice go out <laughs> oh, up yeah. at Erie that time. I mean, you watch that, and you're like, okay, there's not going to be a fish left. But they survive. You know, they whatever they do, they tuck into shore, they tuck down under a rock. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, there was not many fish caught up in your area in the river this year by anyone. There, there, there just wasn't because you couldn't fish. Yeah, because, like, let's just say the river would give up you know, a section, the section of river that I fish, let's, I'm going to throw out numbers. I have no idea. Let's just say it gives up on average 250 fish a year, muskies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, a percentage of them are going to be repeat catches. A percentage mm-hmm. of them are going to die. A percentage of them yeah. are, are just passing through. But if, if this year, because of the water being, you know, as it was, let's just say it did 50 fish. Well, you still mm-hmm. have the fish that are coming and going. You still have the fish that are you know, going to get capped. You still have percentage wise. It's probably going to be roughly the same, you know, roughly. Mm-hmm. So that means there's like 200 fish that were untouched. Yeah. One, and they got bigger. All, you know, they, they put on they, an they, inch or eating. something. Yeah. They're living their life. They didn't just quit and, you know, roll down to wherever they're going. It's, you know, and then let's, let's, you know, then put that for walleye, more of a kept species. Could there be oh, yeah. a better catch rate next year for that? You know, I would it, think for sure. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's it something. Be my guess, especially if there was a great year class. If there mm-hmm. was a great year class, you know, kind of like what we what we see on Erie, all of a sudden there's like down to you know a ten percent harvest of what average is. You could expect a much better, you know, a higher yep. average, and you know, and that's that could that would then translate into muskies, I would think, but. You get five for awful sure. years in a row. You could have a you could have a honey hole for a couple years. Oh yeah, think how big the walleyes would be. Think how much you know. I mean, all of them. Yeah, I mean, you could get in some really good all, all the fish. Yeah, all the game fish would would, would definitely yeah. benefit from that, but it's at the expense of the angler. I don't know. Something to think about. I, I mean, it could just mm-hmm. literally be unnoticeable for the average guy. Mm-hmm. But, anyways. Oh. All right. How was your guys' year? Man, we had a, uh, we'll go through rather quickly. I mean, as we, as we go through the season, we give little updates as it's going. I mean, what a, uh, unbelievable season. There's no other way to put it. You know, uh, we, we, we had a banner year. We had a great season, uh, started slow for us for sure. Now I'm going to stop you here. Cause I'm going to just, I'm going to interject once in a while. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, we've talked about this a couple times. When it used to open up in late June, it seemed mm-hmm. the casting bite was hot then. And then there was a lot of excitement for it opening up in late May. So you gain an extra, what, maybe three weeks, three, four yeah, weeks, yeah, depending. But, but, but three weeks, three weeks at the, at the front of the season. Yeah, this was our fourth year of that. Holy crap. Yeah. It's, it's, is, am I wrong by saying that by opening it up that extra three weeks, that initial casting bite has never been what we predicted it's always been a little bit under what we were thinking 
it, it was pretty darn good the first two years. Okay. Yeah. The last two, it has not been. All right. Uh, no. Very, very slow. Fish were very lethargic. Okay. But, you know, you know, we, we, we don't throw a lot of numbers around, but it, we will say this. I'll tell you, almost every day we fished in those first few weeks of the season, most days, now some days it was overcast, you couldn't see real well, but uh, we were, myself, the clients, whoever was fishing, I didn't fish much. I know Vance didn't fish much, but uh, we saw, it was frustrating because most days we saw 50 fish or more. It was not, it was like, that was not, that was like the average going. I know at one time Vance it said something like I've we've had we've had 300 and some fish of the boat and caught it was like single digit numbers of catches mm-hmm. incredible amount of fish uh, but we had a bad you know I so I was up I was up this year to do the boat break in on Memorial Day Vance and I are watching those fish we talked about this we'll go through it quick but you know we're watching these fish swimming around they're they're spawning these big tank fish. That's Mother's Day weekend. Two weeks later is opening weekend, Memorial Day weekend. This the 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 uh, the temps in the shallows on Memorial Day when I was uh, went out were eighty. All right, Vance had to run real quick. So Todd, you were saying Memorial Day was eighty degrees. Yeah. So we went from spawning fish, watching these great fish spawning up in the up in the shallows. Uh, two weeks later is 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 opening weekend and. It was hot, hot as could be, calm, hot. The, the, the shallows went up to 80, 81 degree surface temps, and, and they were spawning two weeks before. I think the fish were just really like in a little bit of uh, shock. I know the trolling bite wasn't very good for guys, you know, and so we had a slow start to the season. We were seeing them. We tried everything we could do to get them to hit, and you could get some fish. We got some fish. We got some real nice fish, but, uh, man, it was frustrating, you know. It, and it's hard to do when, you know, you, when you're watching the clients, I know I got some fish really ripping drafters and bam, 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 slamming them through and, uh, getting reaction strikes, you know, but it wasn't uncommon. I mean, the 50 fish a day, was not uncommon for us to see that many fish. I know some people would never believe it, but you have to ask our clients. Okay. And, so, uh, so I'm going to slow you down real quick. So seeing 50 fish a day, that is follows and just as the boat's drifting, maybe seeing him laying there or is that uh, uh, mostly follows the water is crystal clear. You know, there's time. I mean, it, the, the water's crystal clear in the fact that most of them are making some reaction towards the bait, but it might be a follow. I mean, it's almost like three dimensional fishing when it's sort of calm like that. When you can see the fish, I mean, I was seeing schools of walleyes. When I say schools, I say sometimes six or eight walleyes would follow up to the boat and they'd follow the raptor in and they would get down and lay on the bottom where only 10 feet of water. You're like, I can see them sitting there. You can see their tails. Mm-hmm. You can see the little white tip under tail. So we were able to see a lot. You're able to see a lot more fish than you're normally able to see because of water clarity. You know, some of these are slow follows. You see the fish turn and come out of the weeds and just do a slow follow, but come up and stay down. And it might be six feet down where throughout the rest of the summer, you're not going to see that fish. But that time of year, you can. But it really gives you a great, <laughs> it really keeps you going throughout the season. Yeah. Uh, you know, but we saw a lot of nice big fish, you know, and it's like they're in here. 
<laughs> one way or the other, I'm going to get them, get some of these fish, you know what I mean? Eventually, uh, it keeps you going when you're seeing all this fish and it gives you a good inkling of what's going to happen throughout the season. You know, there's just a, so we saw a ton of fish. If our June, if, if, the, if we would have just had an average June, it would have been an astronomical year for us. But, uh, you know, getting toward, down towards the end of June is when we started really getting, getting into the fish, the fish good, uh, got into some crazy, crazy trolling days, crazy trolling bites. Uh, June is typically June is typically at least in in my memory and it could be selective that mid to late June is like the pinnacle of the casting bite until fall it it, it usually is it usually is for us now we're doing a lot of it sometimes the guys are doing really well trolling and we've had some spectacular trolling days I try to get my fishermen the guys that you know, we take all kinds of clients out, you know, kids and elderly people and, you know, people that have never even fished hardly. But my guys that want to do casting, I try to get them up there in the early season. You know, when the days are right, we see a ton of fish and they're going to get some chances. And it's just fun. It's fun seeing all those fish. You know, as the summer progresses, the algae comes on. That's when the weeds are nice. We don't have the jet skiers yet. They're not chopping weeds with the weed choppers. So the, the weed beds are still nice and pristine, you know, uh, untouched. And the fish are in there. There's a lot of fish in there. There's a lot of fish out in the open, too, but there's still a lot of them up in those weed beds. And, you know, we, we get a bad algae bloom. The south basin gets real nasty looking. And, man, the, the type of weed we're fishing, that pond weed, you know, they did some spraying this year. A lot of people were saying that had something to do with the uh, with the fishing, you know, uh, but a lot of those types of weeds, they grow, they're beautiful all through June, but, but by the end of June, they die out and they just float to the surface and then there's just no weeds there. Uh, and it's, the weeds are an ever changing thing in that, in, in our lake. And I, and they are in most lakes that I fish that are mostly weeds. That's what we tend to fish. We fish a lot of the, when we're doing our casting, it's weed beds. When I go to Canada all over, that's just, that's the structure we have around here. That's what I spend a lot of my time doing. And they change every year. It's an ever-changing thing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as the summer went on, we had some unbelievable days. Uh, a lot of nice fish, a lot of big fish this year. So uh season went on, and then, as Eddie was saying, we did not catch much on the cast. When I did take guys casting, we just weren't seeing them. You could pull out off that weed edge, and uh, it was not uncommon to get hooked up 10 times in a day. I mean... <laughs> And I could go in there and we could beat on the weeds for hours and, you know, you get a fish here or there, or, uh, uh, just a lot of them are out in the open. And then in the fall, as Andy just brought up, typical, you know, they, <clears throat> lots of them move back in. We find some nice green weeds, but it, as different as the lake goes, I mean, we're, we're, we get to fish every day. That's a great advantage for us, obviously. But, you know, last year we had an unbelievable spot going in the fall, uh, uh, area where i mean it pulled us through the last month month of the season most of the fish we caught we caught casting uh the last year uh you know mid-october till november when we wrapped it up you know the trolling was just it was just slow i mean a fish here a fish there and that's not what we're looking for we're trying to get a lot more than that and uh that area this year there was not a I went through there. I, I was hoping, you know, 
we did a lot of searching. There wasn't a weed in sight. There was not a weed grown in that whole bay. That whole section had not a weed in it. And of course, I still went through there a couple times, but uh, didn't catch any fish. We weren't seeing any fish. Now, you know, 14 miles away from that area, we found a weed bed that was just stacked. And and do you think that that has something to do with obviously going from weeds to no weeds? There's a change in weed density. Are these fish yeah. queuing in on maybe you know like like I don't know the best way to say I guess is weed density, not well, too much, I, not too little. They 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 they've been in some pretty they get into some pretty thick stuff for us in, in the late in the season. I mean, and that's kind of typical. Uh, now the water temps dropped quick and significantly, really quick. <laughs> uh, but what happens is, you know, you see it, you know, I know where we launch at the state park, there's people down there fishing off the dock. They're, they try to catch perch and all, all, you know, all summer they get the occasion, a little perch or some perch showing up, but you know, Around October there, second week of October, that water temp drops. And we were, we, I pulled in there and the, the guys were catching those perch and filling up their buckets and baskets as fast as they could drop it in. And that was happening all over the lake. So a lot of the bait fish move into those shallows. I don't know the reason. You know, we don't have the traveling bait fish. We, we don't have the great fall trolling bites on our lake because a lot of places where that happens, I mean, I, I do better the, the trolling I can do better down here in Pennsylvania on some of our little lakes usually because these, we have all wives, we have shad, those fish pack together in the fall and they, they get into certain areas. And man, obviously when they move in, when there's tons of moving in an area, the muskies move in with them. Uh, that's what's, that's what, that's what happens a lot on Chautauqua. A lot of those fish that were out there suspended. I don't know if those bait fish go in there for, uh, you know, because the water temp's dropping so quickly, I don't know if it, if if the the shallow waters are probably a little warmer, a little more consistent to what they're used to. As those temperatures are dropping, those weeds are going to hold some more warmth. Uh, I don't know if that's what triggers the 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 bait. You know, a lot of those perch to move in real shallow, but uh, it's the same thing every year. It happens every year to me up there. It's only a matter of where, and it, it's it's very isolated. You know, I went and hit all kinds of spots when the wind's not blowing right. You can't get into certain areas. You know, you get a strong wind going one way or the other. Sometimes it's like, okay, we had a great day yesterday, and I am not going to be able to get in there today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to go. In, it's hard to go in and cast in six or eight feet of water and rip jerk baits with a twenty-five mile an hour stable wind gusting to 50 you know you're just blowing through so fast nobody you can't even work your your baits uh so i go other areas but you know we found a couple areas that were holding just a ton of fish and uh you know we had a great uh we had a great year with it we had a great year the trolling the cast and everything went great rafters were going unbelievably crazy in the fall for us that pause working them a lot slower. I had a lot of friends that were up there fishing and they were extremely frustrated. Uh, you know, it was just happening. You know, it was that pause. It was that neutral pause of that bait. 
couple big rips and let it sit there. And you had big rips, let it sit there. Mm-hmm. You had clients that may have never touched a rod in their life mm-hmm. out fishing yes. often some very well seasoned anglers. I mean, I know oh Vance. Gosh, yes. I know Vance had that that going, and people, yes. you know, it, it and it, it's, you know, I don't know. I, I guess you know I wasn't in that position, so I'm speaking mm-hmm. for Vance since since he ran. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, I don't know if it's humbling to them, but to me, I think it's really cool that some of those approached you and Vance and said, "What are you guys doing different?" Because you know we yeah. we did X amount, and you guys did double digits with people that yeah. have never fished before. Yeah. It happened to my, my last day I was there with a, a friend of mine. I took him on a charter years ago and, uh, he saw us get a fish. He was coming right by. He's like, you got any baits? that will catch any fish. Ha <laughs> We're laughing. And the guy the guy who was with me was called from Colorado. And it, you know, he just wanted to get a big one and he hooks into this fish and it's fighting. And we're, we're, you know, it was taking these bulldog runs. We put it in the net and they were close enough. They could see it. And when I lifted up, they're like, Oh my God, it was like a telephone pole. Mm-hmm. It was a forty. It was a it was a forty eight incher, but it was a mid thirty pound fish, just a giant fish, you know. And afterwards, you know, they they he texted me back and forth. He's like, I can't believe we can't, we're we're not seeing them, you know. And uh, he's like, What did those guys catch? <laughs> I said, You really want me to tell you? And he's like, I know I don't want to hear it, but you got to tell me, you know. Uh, those guys had eleven. That was my last charter. Uh, they got eleven of them, all on raptors. Now the one guy's caught some fish, you know, the other mm-hmm. two guys, but they got it. They were doing the pause and, you know, and vice versa in the early season. That's, you know, the way that I was getting those fish to hit in the early season casting was like total reaction strikes, like ripping that thing as hard as I could. Wham, 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 bam. Pause it a little bit. Bam, bam, bam. And, you know, I could get these couple fish to hit, but a lot of them weren't even like open their mouths. It was just boom, slam into it you know maybe grab it by the tail or something you know it was total reaction strikes works really good for the clients and the guys that aren't real smooth with the reel in the fall because it is a slower it's just like just pull that thing pull it let it sit there sec pull it let it sit there so it, it works out great for the people in the fall it happens every year for me it happens every year it's just a matter it's it's different areas it happens in different places but I search. It takes some searching. You know, I did an article on it in Muskie Hunter and probably, I think, 2014, you know, and, uh, about looking, trying to find these this nice green weed growth late in the year, which happens. You know, a lot of the t- weeds turn real brown and, and black looking, but you can find areas where there's nice green growth starting to come. The water clears up again. There's still some sunlight and you know, when you find the right area in fall, it can be, it, it's feast or famine though. You know, you take that great day, those great days, we're down there knocking out double digits often with people and the wind and the weather can give you a goose egg the second day because you can't get in there and you search and search and search. And I just couldn't find anything that great anywhere else, you know, but it happens every year. We're looking forward to next season. Hopefully, we can even come close to what we did this year. But uh, I don't see any reason that we we won't, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, the, the the fish are there. The, the fish are in these lakes, you know. Now, you know, this year was our was was a great year. Uh, 
almost double the numbers in my boat as I had last season with about the same amount of fishing. But last year was not a good year for me. You know, we got a lot of really nice fish, but uh, I just had a lot, I, you know, all summer long. It was, it was, a, you know, the days were a fish here, fish there. A couple fish day was sort of the average. Uh, and that lasted throughout the season, you know. But all those fish we were catching this year, they were in there last year, too. <laughs> we, we, it was just harder. We, we, we just weren't encountering them the same way, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, it sounds like the fall made up for a spotty spring or, you know, late spring, mm-hmm. early summer. Um, you know, just just to kind of, you know, you had a very optimistic report. Because of your time on the water, mm-hmm. you guys were able to cue in on something really good in the fall. Yeah. And, and if you would have went off a prior year experience, like you said, it was a desert. No weeds. Yeah place i was getting them last year i couldn't get i mean there was no weeds i couldn't get a fish it it know? could be a daunting task for a guy that's like i got one day two days to fish they show up at the lake cold and say well let's let's start searching these fifteen thousand acres for something yeah yeah and if you're going it's, off of last year's info you could be in for a long fishing trip yeah it gets it it gets hard for for Vance and I when when you know we you, you go through spells something good is happening you know you you do it till the fish tell you it's time to move on and you know we we sometimes we are chasing our tails a little bit you know running all over and uh, that's the part of the guiding I get to I keep running so you get a bad day here a bad day there you keep moving moving. Boom, we get into something else. When you're just going up for the weekend, yeah, you know, two weekends a month. I mean, you got to go on prior. I mean, it was not, that's not all those fish we caught last fall. You know, I, I hit it numerous times. I did, I did some days, some half days by myself. And I was like, okay, I'm going searching, you know, and my searches came up empty. Couldn't find weeds, couldn't find fish. So you go back to what, where you were getting them, you know. And uh, our whole season was, was that way. You know, we, we just got into some, you know, you, you, the trolling bites were the same, you know. And it, 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 it's mind boggling to me when you get to do it every day, how you can go out and, you know, you get into these fish in a particular area, whatever depth you're trolling, whatever lure, the lures change for us throughout the season. I'll go for I'll go on a week stretch where almost every fish in the boat would come on. I mean, all, on different lures that I use, mm-hmm. you know, whether there be a boss shad, the bakers, the wily fat bodies, you know, uh, we, we got quite a few on legend perch base, but you know, you, you, I'll go through these little spells where it's like, okay. So in the last four days, you know, 90% of our fish hit this particular bait at this particular depth, you know, and then all of a sudden that's done. And boom, we're catching them all on, or we're catching majority of them on something else. You know, it was certain colors. When 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 Vance and Lori got their big fish, mm-hmm. uh, their, that really big one they got. I mean, not only was it a particular baker, it was a particular color. You know, you got to remember we're running six poles most of the time, and you know, at the end, I I, keep, I wish Vance was 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 there to tell say the number but it, it was crazy you know the days it was like you know so we had 10 hits and nine of them hit the same bait 
out of nowhere, you know. Right. It's <laughs> and that lasted for a few days, and I'm running it, and I'm doing the same thing, and all of a sudden, boom! Not getting anything on that date, you know. But you have your standby, you have your go tos, but we really dialed in on some great things that this season where you were just out and you know in the time of the day was the case i did a little thing with my buddy who got married you know and i was like don't worry i haven't got anything this week till afternoon so we start fishing at nine at noon we i don't think we had had a hit yet at noon i was like don't worry we'll get them this afternoon we're going to get them over on the shoreline we're going to get them this afternoon because i just did it all week and we went over there we ended up hooking nine fish between like 12 30 and and uh four o'clock i think when it was done you know mm -hmm. but you know and that's just because no eventually that gave up on me too but i was totally confident going into it that that's what was going to happen because it just happened to me five days in a row you know uh maybe it was moon related i don't know you know i i i look at that a lot after the fact where the moon rise moon set whatever you know but Right. We just got into some really good, really good things. We we got dialed in on certain areas and certain baits, and it would last. And boy, when it faded, you just moved on to something else. And you know, sometimes I would not even be anywhere near the same area, but doing something different. And then you know, you sneak back to where you were getting them, and boy, the place lit up again. So it was a good year. We had a lot of fun. I guess to to kind of wrap to to wrap this one up a little bit. Mm -hmm. When those when those fish are just lighting up an area. Do yeah. you think that they're just do you think that they're just hammering the baits because they're in that mood or do you think that they're just putting a smack down on all the little fish? They're just like, yeah, sorry Charlie, you guys are done right now. <laughs> and they all just turn on and they're just doing nothing but snacking and you hear all these little fish screams underwater. Yeah, yeah, I I you know, I I don't know. I wish I knew, you know, you 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 that that's kind of stuff you're never going to have answers to, but the stuff you get to see when you fish all the time, it's incredible. It, it boggles my mind when I can go and have a day that I I'm running all these poles and I, and every once in a while there's a day is like, we had 10 bites today on that lure, that color and that one particular lure and all the other ones were nothing. You know, I can repeat the process with other baits of the same maker thing and those days happen and those days are very i mean they're great but they're also frustrating to me it's like how can that happen how can it be that dialed in on how can how can there something be that into that and then you know sometimes it's it comes like i i often wonder is like well you know so that happens a couple days of the season out of a hundred and some days of fishing it's like okay was that just chance i don't know i'm glad i had that bait i can tell you that and I can also relate to the other people. There are days when it's happening for Vance and not for me and vice versa, you know, and it can be something very particular, you know, it might be like Vance, it's 40 feet, orange tiger, tough shad, you know, that's what was hitting at one point. And it was like, I could let it out and they were hitting within minutes. You know, you had a whole little stretch of that, you know, five fish in the boat and, half hour or something. It was just, it's crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah. It's, we, 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 we had a good year and it was all over. We, we caught a lot of, a lot more this season on like what I would call bigger baits than I usually run. It should, I mean, I always run some at Chautauqua, but we had a lot more success, a bigger bait being like a, 
legend perch bait you know it's like a nine inch bait or the uh caught quite a few on the the dks and uh we, we each got a nice uh blue water bait and uh caught quite a few on that which was i don't know what it is about a 10 inch bait you know where the last three seasons we have not been catching many fish in chautauqua lake on those bigger lures i always keep one or i always try to keep one in the spread but you know you go day after day after day after day without a hit sometimes it does get taken out they were really were keying on the little stuff and this year it was all over the place different times different stuff but uh it was fun it was a fun year hopefully hopefully we can get back at it next season get repeated i'm i'm busy now you know i'm i'm uh, i'm i'm away for so long and doing all that i'm doing stuff at home i'm trying to get this boat ready i want to take it i'm going to get the canopy made and it's going to take it to drop it off in the morning we have a uh winter storm warning here ice tonight and rain so i'm not taking the boat up in the morning <laughs> i'm waiting I don't to see what this, what this weather does they said to bring it up later in the week so you know that that's kind of stuff now it's unload the boat start working on gear and stuff takes a beating throughout the season especially these guys that fish now i don't i i don't I don't want to be doing it. I see the people that are out there fishing still and in, in icing up pole. It is so hard on your equipment, breaking reels, hard on the boat, and just hard on your on the on on yourself. You know, hard on the equipment for that chance. That's what they're for that doing. Chance. That's what they're doing for for that chance. And I guess at this point, I'm like, I had lots of chances. We caught lots of fish. I'm ready to be done. It's just hard on stuff, you know. I break my little tackle boxes all the time in the fall, the little latches, you know, you open them, think, oh, there's another one done, you know. Yep. <laughs> that kind of stuff, just everything you touch is. So I'm not upset to be done. Uh, looking forward to getting into doing some hunting. Now, as soon as hunting season's over, I'll be like, okay, this, it sucks again. I'm ready to go. <laughs> well, we got show season then, so. <laughs> yeah, the shows keep us going. Yeah, so. All good. Awesome. Now we're going to cut this one off right here because we don't have Vance to tell us his story. Yeah. So um, we're going to just kind of end this one abruptly. I have no All other right. questions for you. So no. big, big thanks, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com, Fatty Z Musky Products, fattyzmuskie.com, Muskies Inc., big, big supporter of this show. And we should all support Muskies Inc. because. They're the reason. Um, I mean, uh, there's a huge reason. They're not the only reason, but they are a driving force for what we have going today. So, you know, for less than a cost of a high-end bait or even a mid-level bait, you can get a year's uh, membership to Muskie's Inc. And there's many local chapters. So seek those out and, uh, you know, be part of the greater community. St. Croix Rods, best rods on earth. Vicks Marine and Sports Center. Ken, Ohio, if you're uh, in the market for a new boat, you know, give uh, Vix a, a look. They carry Ranger, Sportcrafts, uh, not Sportcraft, uh, Starweld, Starcraft, and uh, the Ranger Aluminum Series as well. And Ranger Boats, you know. I got I had two Rangers, now I'm down to one. And uh, Vance and Todd each have one. There's a little newer, a little nicer, but I like mine. Nothing wrong they cost with a little more too. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so, uh, you know, 
Ranger boats. Can't complain. I know people that have bought them because of us. So, you know, they are a very well nice made boat. And with that being said, um, if you're hunting, good luck. If you're fishing, good luck. Stay safe. Stay warm. And thanks for listening.